live from the Fremont Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. So a few years ago, I took my young niece and nephew to the Cavalia Horse Show here in Portland. It's the big white tents. It was like Cirque du Soleil, but with horses prancing, horses doing ballet, acrobats leaping through the air, dancers festooned in these gorgeous outfits and dancing with the horses. It was so intimate and so majestic and so primal that I was actually sitting at the edge of my seat with adrenaline coursing through my veins and a voice came out of nowhere and said, you've missed your calling. <laughs> I'm like, okay, where did that voice come from? You know, I mean, I fear horses. I'm petrified of horses. And I've never had anything to do with the dance world. I mean, I remember when my mother, when I was in kindergarten, took me to ballet class, those silly black leotard things and the tutu. And I think I lasted maybe three or four of those classes. I just, I felt so clumsy compared to the other girls. You know, like I couldn't lift my foot up on that thing, that bar, and I felt too tall. I felt like by the age of four, I already lived in my head. Like I was a head dweller. So I went home and my mother said to me, well, that's okay, Maura. I mean, maybe you take after the thinking side of our family. <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, there are a lot of thinkers in my family. I come from a line of uh, priests, theologians, uh, lawyers. I myself became a writer, editor, uh, I got a PhD in psychology, depth psychology, because, hey, if you're going to think, you might as well think deeply. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I, this whole mind-dwelling thing actually transferred over into my physical life. I, I, at the gym, I loved going on the elliptical. That was always my machine of choice because I could like plug into the machine and they had a TV right there and so I could continue to think like watching CNN or it's like The View or you know like the CNN, The View and I would just be going back and forth and checking how many calories I was burning and 400 calories, you know, like 45 minutes and I mean honestly the purpose of my body was just to hold up my head. Um, <laughs> You know, I mean, it was just, it was great. Well, it wasn't great. It was, uh, it was efficient. Yeah, efficient. Um, but things changed. Life changes. You move to a new town. We relocated down the valley or up the valley, whatever you call it, uh, to Eugene. And I thought, well, what am I going to do here? I... Well, for continuity's sake, I'll, I'll find another elliptical. So I joined, you know, the next gym, the gym that we belong to, and, you know, like, going to just keep on doing my, my exercise thing and stay in my head because that's really where I feel all the power. 
And so I go to the bank of ellipticals, and I have my earplug, uh, earbud ready to stick into the machine, and I get on, and I notice there's no television. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> what am I going to do? I mean, you know, what am I going to do? So, well, since I, you know, have that PhD, as mentioning, I'm real smart. So I thought, well, I've heard about this thing called Pandora. Pandora. So I whipped out my iPhone and I downloaded Pandora on the spot, and I went right to the Led Zeppelin station. Yeah. And uh, God, what's that song called? Ca yeah, Cashmere. So I'm back on the elliptical, and I'm listening to. And I'm just going, oh my God, it's like I feel something rising up inside of me here. Like I'm wanting to like dance to this song, but I'm, I'm, you can't do that on the elliptical. So it's like, like what's going on? Like what is this thing rising up inside of me? And well, you know, just then I had a flashback to when I was in third grade and I I took my brother's Sgt. Pepper Lonely Hearts Club Band, LP, and went into my bedroom and closed the door. And uh, I just remember playing the, you know, one of the songs and, you know, like dancing for like really the first time that I really loved it, like third grade, you know, like. So I thought, well, maybe I should just try dance. I mean, that's maybe what's, what's happening here. Maybe that's what that calling is all about. So I, uh, the gym I belonged to offered a dance class, and I showed up. And, uh, you know, the wood floors and all the beautiful mirrors and the dancing lights. And I thought, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, what am I doing here? This is, like, way, this is just crazy. And then the teacher walks into the room and she starts mentioning all these names like pirouettes and arabesque and uh, sachet. And I am thinking to myself, shit, I, I took Spanish in high school. I mean, I don't know what she is talking about here. And then she goes over to turn on the music. And well, it becomes obvious. I'm not in just a dance class. This is like a dance troupe. Everybody is in black clothes, and they start doing the theme from a chorus line, like, in, like they're trying out for a Broadway musical. And I'm just standing there in my elliptical workout clothes going, what have I done? what's going on here? I mean, this is, I'm, I'm way over my head. This is, I have to leave right now. And then my body says, no, you're going to stay. And I'm like, I am way over my head here. And my body says, it's time to get under your head. So I stayed. Uh, the next hip-hop song came on. It was a jazz, modern class. And um, I, I, I hated it. I mean, I loved it. I, I, I hated it. I loved it. And uh, I just kept coming back like day after day, until I was going back five days a week. And I started to like rearrange my entire life around these dance classes. Um, it would be the first thing I think about in the morning would be the dance class. And the last thing I would think about at night, I even got like three pairs of those black leotards with the little black skirt. and. Uh, 
it's like that became my uniform. I just would put that out in the morning, and I wore it all day long. And you know, I, um, you know, even Friday nights, I still. <laughs> so uh, it was just a whole new life that was opening up. I felt so much joy uh, being on the dance floor. Who would have thought? I mean, there's just something so magical about taking choreographed moves and infusing them with my own joyful, creative life force. I had no idea. Uh, about six months went by, and I tell you, I felt like I was faking it half the time because these women had actually been dancing 15 years together, and I'm surprised they even you know, didn't kick me out. And then one day, a fellow dancer came up to me and said, you know, you're the best dancer in this room. And I, I just looked around like, you know, you, you can't be talking about me. I, I just fake it half the time. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. But in that moment, I thought about my mother, the dancer. She had been a dancer in her day. And how... 50 years ago, she had brought me to that ballet class. And come to think of it, I, I did come to master the life of the mind. But the joy in stepping into my body and every morning knowing that I could get out there and move has made all the difference in my life. I mean, what better than to wake up every day and say, Let's dance.